relationships are everything. That's the beauty of what we're doing in the work of my life is coming alongside kids and helping to be a guide in their life. We all need that. That was Brett Herzma, and this is Guild Stories. Welcome to Guild Stories, the podcast where every person has a story, and it's the stories that connect us all. I am Justin Rickliffs, founder and CEO of Guild Content. We are so grateful you're here. This podcast is a place where we'll explore the stories of hustlers, dreamers, and doers who are going for it by pursuing meaningful work and living life with purpose. Welcome to Guild Stories. Welcome back to Guild Stories. Brett Herzma, Senior Vice President of the Midwest, of the world, I think, actually, uh, at Young Life. And, and I'll, I'll tell you the personal connection here in a minute, but man, Brad, it's so good to have you. It's good to see your dang face, man. Welcome <laughs> to the show. I'm glad to be here. It's great to see you. Uh, indeed, man. It's, um, let me try to wind all of these connections here together. So Brett married Brooke and me, um, Brooke and I, what's the right word? Um, Brooke, Brooke and me. Yeah, I officiated because right. I didn't marry either of you, really. <laughs> I just officiated. You married each other. That's fair. That's, yeah, <laughs> for clarity, you officiated <laughs> our wedding. Um, Brett was my young life leader way back in the day at Oak Park High School and uh, has been a, a key influence and role and mentor and, and friend um, it, it, it now into my 40s. So it's uh, just a wonderful chance to be together again, man. Yeah, so wonderful to be with you. Um, for for those that don't have the pleasure of knowing all of the uh, the the many facets of Brett Herzma, give us just kind of set the stage for us. Family, what your job is, where you live, yeah. um, and then it, related, then kind of wind us all the way back. Where'd you grow up? And, yeah. and we'll just we'll follow this conversation, man. I can't wait. You bet. Yeah, um, married to Robin. That's most important. You're much better half. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't. What's today? April. 20-something. Yep, I'm about yep. a month away. May 25th will be 30 years of marriage for us. Holy so, smokes. Congrats, so, man. Yeah, that makes me feel old. <laughs> and I am, I guess. But um, So married to Robin, uh, we have four kids. Mm. Madison, Kyle, Reed, and Casey. One girl, three boys. Mm. Um, as I was telling you earlier before we hit record, uh, two of my four are engaged right now. So Crazy. We are really excited about that. One of the weddings is coming up in two weeks. Who knows by the time this goes out, it may have already happened, but uh, it's coming up. And so that's wonderful. Um, we live here in Kansas City. We live in Overland Park. Mm. Um, I do work for an organization called Young Life. Um, we are a Christian organization who works with adolescents, junior mm. high kids, high school mm. kids, college kids. And that's been fantastic. I've I've also done that for thirty years. Thirty which years also crazy. makes me feel old, but it's wonderful, and I still love it. So that's that's a little bit of a snapshot overview. Um, grew up. I uh, was born in Chicago. Uh, my life is 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 kind of a Midwest story, and um, but mostly Chicago roots. Then. Uh, a lot of time in Kansas City, and it's been a lot of back and forth. Was just mm. in Chicago for 16 years, and just moved back here a year and a half ago. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I knew you know anybody that that knows you or knows of you, um, Cubs will kind of quickly, <laughs> uh, you know, rise to the surface in terms of some of your 
some of your affinity and your love. Um, yes. But you 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 made your way to K State at some point. Yes. Co- college was K State, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, when I was graduating from high school, uh, I also was in Young Life. Was mm. like you, a Young Life kid, and my Young Life leader went to K State mm. and. Um, took me up there on a visit, and I think I was planning on going to somewhere else. TCU was mm. was was uh, a likely place for me, but it was that that visit and that kind of on the ground um, feel, and 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 really, you know, I, I suppose it's a it's a story of mentors in your life when yeah. they you know take you on a journey and are showing you something, and that becomes something that maybe you want to follow. And that's what led me to K-State. That's awesome. Yeah. My mom and dad both went to K-State. So um, love love the Wildcats for sure, even though I went the other direction. Um, mm-hmm. The the time in Manhattan, you, what was that like? What did you study? What were you contemplating? You probably, I mean, maybe you knew you would have a, a 30-year career yeah <laughs> like I don't know like I, I don't what know was your mindset then like what'd you study what, what yeah that look like? I was a marketing major so I was um business minded I suppose there's still a good part of me that that remains that way I wasn't sure how that was going to play itself out but you know I watched my dad in sales and in business mm-hmm. and thought that you know that might be a path for me so I really enjoyed a business degree I always had ministry outlets or experiences mm. that were happening for me, things I was volunteering for and stuff in college and uh, some great things that were really shaping for me. So when I was finishing up college and thinking about where I would want to start a career, when maybe again here, once again, someone mm. when someone said to me, hey, why don't you consider interviewing for this position with Young Life? I immediately thought, I hope that works. Mm. I want to do that. Mm. Uh, I didn't know how long it was. Honestly, I didn't know if it was going to be, I'll do this for three years, for five years. Who know? I, I didn't really have a plan. It was sort of, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's awesome. Did Robin go to K-State? Where'd, mm-hmm. y'all, where'd y'all meet? We met in high school, but we went to different high schools. Got and it, okay. So it was through some mutual friends and things that we were involved with that uh, we met each other. I'm a year older, so I, she did go to K-State. and uh, But when we, we got married early, uh, like you, and we, uh, she, when, when I graduated from K-State, we moved to Kansas City and started working, and she still had a year left in college, so mm-hmm. she would, she actually finished at KU. We don't tell many people about that. <laughs> well, your kids clearly. Some well, of yeah, yeah, three of my four <laughs> went to KU. That's okay. That's okay. Love and acceptance, right? Yes. Yes. It's <laughs> taught me patience and grace. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, awesome. Yeah, because some of these, even for me, uh, are, are, some of these are fuzzy details. And yeah. I'm like, man, I can't really remember. Yeah. Um, and obviously, at that stage of my life, when we when we met, it, I mean, maybe some could argue I'm still not there. But, like, <laughs> I, I wasn't the most emotionally aware human. It, then It was definitely more about me than you. You were, like, 15 uh, years old. Yeah, what did, yeah, yeah. I mean, what did you expect? <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm just – there's lots of questions in my mind, but the the one that I think I want to hear your, your first answer to is you set – you've used this word journey already, which I love. You went on your own journey of starting a – career in ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, 
having, you know, a young family yourself. Like, what were those early years as you were, you know, kind of starting on the path of, of your own, yeah. you know, kind of, obviously it relates to your spiritual development, but your professional development, your um, family development, your responsibility development. Like, yeah. what, what were those early years like for you? Well, they were um, pretty, you know, there, there was a, a trust going into ministry, you know, yeah. th- that, that needed to be there, I, I suppose. It, it was a little less of a clear path than choosing business. Maybe it was a little less mm-hmm. of a certain or, or a firm foundation. You know, it mm-hmm. was a little, mm-hmm. it felt a little more risky, but it was where I was being led. And um, so there was... Um, it, you know, like many young couples, there was, there was uh, a lot of, you don't have much and mm-hmm. you figure it out and mm-hmm. it's great and you've got each other. And I was, you know, growing and learning as a young mm-hmm. adult and learning a lot about myself, learning a lot about uh, success and failure, learning a lot about mm-hmm. some of my gifts or, um, and, and that was all being played out in, in ministry. And, and that was a great training ground for my own growth and and really my own you know even professional and leadership growth as well yeah so did you start was Casey your first gig because at some point I mean I obviously knew you in Kansas City I don't know kind of the early formative years of like what were the jobs like how did you progress kind of through the organization yeah I, I started in 91 and my first role in Young Life was uh in Olathe Huh. And, and so uh, when I came on our staff, we did not have uh, a Young Life presence in Olathe. So my task was to go get that started mm. at Olathe South High School. And mm. and so that was my, those were really formative times of there was nothing there, mm. you know, in our world. So you had to go start everything, start relationships, mm. start connecting with, with kids and with people and trying to build a relationships with um kids and bringing in leaders to that process and uh, eventually then uh, I was in charge of both Olathe and Blue Valley High School in terms of of young life in the young life world and then um, I moved up north okay and and spent five years uh, as the area director in the Northland and that's where I got to meet you got it okay so I, I, I in my mind had had thought you would like you know, again, this is the mind of a 15-year-old. Oh, Brett's always had this job, yeah. and he always probably will. You probably thought I was 50 years like old. Like five years? <laughs> like five years? That was it? That was, like, basically my time. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. That's awesome. And that is where we met, and, and I'll, yeah. you know, kind of tell part of that story was, you know, as a as, – through a through the lens, which is so cool about the, the work you guys do. And we've got mm-hmm. dear friends, the, you know, Luke Neal and uh, – Clyde Lear is a big influence yes. in my life through through Young Life and um, lots of others. Justin Campbell, a lot, million others. I, I can't tell them yeah. all. But uh, as a 14, 15-year-old kid, you're like, hey, who's this dude, like, hanging out at my baseball game? Or, like, who's mm-hmm. the random, you know, at, at the time, 30-year-old yeah. woman coming into the lunchroom and, like, hanging around? <laughs> like, yeah. And, and there's this really cool, you know, in the way I the way I – can kind of remember it is you kept showing up mm-hmm. and there's real power in and it's so simple mm-hmm. like in the showing up yeah. in the coming around in the being 
available and the being present um, for someone else. Of course, like all of, you know, showing up for your job, whatever. But like yeah. for, for, for me at that period of my life, um, having some consistent person to show up yeah. and take an interest was really powerful. And man, I, I just, I, you know, want to say thank you. I've said that <laughs> to you before, but thanks for showing yeah. up. Thanks for being there. And it, you know, it, it relates in this case, there's lots of spiritual development there, but it's so much more. It's not, not so much more. It's also so profound from a relationship development standpoint. Yeah. Like here we are 25, whatever, feel old. I'm, yeah. I feel old. <laughs> like 25 <laughs> years later going like, Hey dude, it's good to see your face. Thanks yeah. for being here. Thanks for showing up for 25 years. Oh man. Um, so like, how does that mindset practically work in like the training of your staff, the, the reinforcement of the importance. Cause I, I, I imagine, and I did some of this in college as a leader, um, there's some ego involved in your showing up on behalf of high school kids who may or may not give a crap about you, you know, and lots <laughs> yeah. of times don't. Yeah. Well, and if you had an ego, you, it's going to get taken down a couple <laughs> notches, right. you know, That's <laughs> right. you, it's, uh, well, relationships are everything, you know, and, our lives. And so we, that's the beauty of, of what we're doing in the work of young life is coming alongside kids and helping to be another voice, another mentor, uh, a guide in their life. We all need that, whether we know it or not. Um, and we've got mm. hopefully parents that are giving us some of that guidance, but we all need other people. So that's what young life leaders are doing. That's what I was doing as a staff person, that's what so many people that you know that were volunteering, doing something else professionally, but giving their free time to come and walk alongside kids. And so here we are, though, as you described, the 25 or 30-year-old adult showing up at school, and we, sh- we show up, and we continue to build those friendships. And so we'd see each other, you know, in the halls of the school afterwards or at a, at a game, or I'd come and watch your game. But... Um, yeah, the ego side. It's like, <laughs> think of the, you know, the, the 30-year-old guys walking into a, a high school going, what am I doing? <laughs> you know? And, and you, you better build that rapport mm-hmm. with, you know, with administration or friends mm-hmm. just to say, hey, I'm a trusted person mm-hmm. here. I care about kids like you do, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I've got a role and you've got a role. And uh, But that's not it. I mean, the, all of a sudden, you go back, mm-hmm. like, to your own high school days, like, it's intimidating to walk mm-hmm. your own halls totally in the high school yeah. but to walk in as an adult and uh so while you might have thought oh here comes that guy he might kind of have it all together i'm praying in the parking lot going or just give me the strength to walk through that door <laughs> today and maybe see justin or some other folks and uh just create some connections mm-hmm. i love it man <laughs> and i'm smiling because I, I i wasn't 30 at the time but mm-hmm. in my tw- early 20s and in columbia Doing that at Hickman with some of my buddies, Brett and yeah. Dan and Luke and those guys, Casey, um, and showing up to the football games or the yeah. football practices or whatever. And and the uh, where I'm where you know now with teenage daughters, um, yeah. we've got a son too, but our the three oldest are all teenagers. Yeah. I'm just you know, fascinated to to hear your perspective on you know, late nineties mm-hmm. high school environment versus yeah. 2021 high school environment. Yeah. And even, you know, put pandemic aside. So pre pandemic, yeah. like the, 
you would have a wonderful perspective on this. Like what, what do those environments have in common still versus yeah. what is um, drastically different? Obviously, like I've told our own daughters, like, dude, if I had access to the yeah. stuff you have, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, yeah. like I would have, I was a hot mess anyway, but like <laughs> I would have been a total hot mess. Yeah. And, and the, the pressure they feel, the never off um, moments. Yeah. I just, you know, we've again experienced this firsthand, but there's, um, man, so much good has come from technology. And, and, and I think there's just this huge underbelly of like yeah. trauma. Right. <laughs> and, and I don't want to be too dramatic about it, but I, I do want to hear your perspective on yeah. kind of that, that, you know, late 90s snapshot. Yeah. Besides my like Nirvana flannel stuff <laughs> versus yes. like, um, your whole the, grunge look. <laughs> yeah. That was a phase dude. <laughs> um, versus, you know, kind of like what you, what you and your team see in, yeah. in today's environment. Yeah. And I'll give you a, a little, yeah, my own snapshot. I'm not an, I'm not a total expert, but have, 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 you know, I would say that, um, when, when people try to, to make it out to be something really different. Oh my gosh, kids are so different these days. The world is so different. I, I kind of want to push back a little bit and, and first go to the things that are the same. You know, I, I like to remind people mm. that, you know what, um, there's a little bit of a, I don't know, maybe we glamorize the, the past or we think it was simpler and, and, and it was, mm. um, for, and for many reasons, but, when mm-hmm. I was in high school, when you were in high school, kids today, the the same stuff mm-hmm. is still there. As far as we need, some, we want a, somebody to care about us. Mm-hmm. We want to belong. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to connect to something that's bigger than ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're and again, we're just needing people to come around us and help us yeah. um, speak life into us or give some vision yep. to us, yep. to help us to to find some of those markers on our path. So those things were always true. They're still true. Yeah, that's right. Um, but then there's there's more distractions. There's more uh, the things that I see more today. Um, and I also try not to act like the old guy. I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, these things today. Uh, but, the, but it's true. When yeah. you talk about technology and social media, um, I, think, I think of if you were not doing anything on a Friday night in high school, you might not have known what was going on out there. Uh, but when a kid today is home by themselves and they're seeing pictures of everything that's going on that they're missing out on, that they're not a part of. And so that's just like yep. one little story that could you could take it from there and, and uh, expand on it. But that's the, the anxiety that that can yeah. create, the the fear of missing out, the the way that that creeps into identity, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff that's that I think makes it harder for an adolescent. Yeah, I, pr- I appreciate your perspective because it does it does help to hear like you've you again in, in your your team and and the the group you lead. Um, you've had some consistency in that environment mm-hmm. for, for decades. And so to hear like, in some ways, like the same things are the same things, the quest to belong, the, um, the social anxiety, the, yeah. the is someone here for me? Does someone care? Like yeah. that stuff is like so core yeah. to our humanity that like social media, so it doesn't matter. Right. Like yeah. those things are, um, have surfaced for, for, well, for you know, endless all of years, time, all of time, yeah, <laughs> eternity past. Um, 
the 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 it, get the words out, man. Um, <laughs> my brain's like firing with with lots of ways I want to ask this question. Yeah. Um, when if you could distill thirty years, and I know this is impossible to do, mm-hmm. but some of those key themes of the ways that um, kids have responded to story. So if that if, if that makes sense. So like, yeah. what what you know when we talked about sh- consistently showing up. Yeah. Um, and maybe you've covered some of them with the the, the belonging piece, but mm-hmm. I'd love to know like you know what comes to mind when I ask the question around. What, are, what is most important to kids? What do they respond to? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think it's true for leadership development with teams. I think it's true yeah. for like how clients respond. I, I think there's some just wonderful humanity about the way you guys go about your work. I'd just be curious, like what themes resonate? Is it humor? Is it yeah. consistency? Like those types of things. Yeah. My goodness, that took forever to get out of my Oh, brain. well, yeah. And let's <laughs> see, you can keep guiding me back to the the question you're asking. I'll, I'll, I'll shoot from the hip here. I, I, I think, you know, what's most important right out of the blocks, what's most important yeah. is somebody knows your name, mm. you know? Mm. So when I would see you in high school, maybe um, I met you, you know, who knows where exactly. I don't remember the first time we met, but the second time, if I came back and I said, hey, Justin, good to see I you. I remember that. Yeah. 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 And I used your name. Totally. That goes deep with all of us, mm. you know. And so, mm. um, remembering somebody's name is mm. already naming value in that person, and, and it's it's just it's saying to the other person, "You see me, you know me, um, you must think of highly of me." Or so that's that awesome. is huge, you know. And that's simple, but when you talk about right off the bat, mm. that starts a relationship right there and, and begins to establish all those other things about continuing to show up or um, telling you what I see in you or naming value in somebody. But it starts with that. Mm. So that's the first thing I think of. That's awesome. That's powerful, yeah. man. That's so yeah. powerful. Um, you at one point got promoted. and when I mean, you have continued to, but mm-hmm. you, you uprooted from this five-year stretch in KC and moved back to Chicago. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. Well, it's funny in, in the work that I do, I don't think most of us view it maybe like a corporate setting. I, I've not been in that setting, but it mm-hmm. seems like a little more natural to think about what the next job is. Or uh, I think there's just sort of a, I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm being faithful. And if, somebody sees something in me and says, hey, I want you to consider this, then I stop and consider. And I think that's what most of the folks that I work with are. Um, But you're right, those Mm -hmm. things came up along the way where somebody said, I'd like you to consider this. And um, and the move to Chicago from Kansas City a long time ago was one where my boss said, hey, you're directing our work in Kansas City. I want you to go and do that in Mm -hmm. Chicago. And and there was just something in my spirit that said, I think I'm supposed to do that, you know? That, and, and again, it connected to my roots. There's so much that uh, was, um, that was terrifying about doing sure. that, but exciting about doing that on um, a little bit of a, 
not not because it was a bigger stage, but because uh, I was just reconnecting to a place of my roots. So we were there for 16 years, and 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 most of that time I was in charge of just all of our work around what we call the Chicagoland area, and that was great. Those were wonderful years. Yeah, I I I was sad, man, when you when you guys left, and of course, like happy for you and and, and excited for you. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting when when there are big transitions, um, the stuff that like sticks out, right? Like I remember kind of the, 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 I feel like it was like maybe a going away party of some sort or some, there's some event at your house yeah. before y'all left. And I was just like, what the hell? Like this guy's leaving. <laughs> like it <laughs> just felt that. right. Like that's the one part of our deal, <laughs> our unspoken deal. Yeah. Um, but as I, you know, as, as I'm getting older myself, thinking how everything has a season mm-hmm. and that season for, for you closed. And, and again, we were kind of, if I remember right, we were kind of in that stage of like getting married ourselves and going through that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I just always have admired the way you transition seasons. I don't know if that even makes sense. Like, I just feel like you, you, you carry, honor and dignity and like class through those things mm-hmm. and you're what what's also true is you're you're really honest mm-hmm. <laughs> like for me sometimes I'll beat around the bush and yeah. not get to the point I've always appreciated how you just come with truth and speak honesty mm-hmm. right um so you also did that on the back end of you left Chicago after 16 years I wasn't part of any of that mm-hmm. side but what brought you back to KC like I just want to kind of yeah. hear those two seasons of of your life yeah, well, again, when I said earlier, relationships are everything. When that's the mm. the whole fabric, the thing that knits everything together, and what you do when you have a transition, that's that's pulling that apart in some way. You know, totally. it doesn't. I mean, you and I haven't. When I moved away and came back, you and I haven't lost a relationship, but it, there was we weren't as close as. Yep. geographically. Yep. Um, so that's hard, you know, so that was hard for transitions to happen. Um, and, and so yeah, coming back, um, to Kansas city was really a, a life choice. I, I, we were grateful that in my current role, that the territory that I supervise both includes Chicago and Kansas city and and we were at a, you talk about seasons, we're at a, a season of our life where our youngest graduated high school and we're moving into this empty nest phase and um, and no one was left in Chicago. Uh, all of our kids were in different places and um, growing up and, and there weren't any extended family mm. in Chicago. They were here. Mm. So really um, it was just a new open door, a new season for us to say, I think supposed to be back in Kansas City near family and there were a lot of things that kind of helped you know solidify those decisions but but the the beauty professionally was I'm kind of just moving my office from one place to another the people that I'm uh, serving and leading are they don't know if I'm calling them from Chicago or Kansas City they don't know if I'm getting on a plane from Chicago or Kansas City so it was all Mm. fine that way so that that made that path a little easier yeah, it's good. Uh, I'm, it's just interesting to me that, like, y'all left, you know, most of your kids growing up years were not Kansas City. Right. But they all kind of, not all, but they, yeah. there's been this, like, matriculation back to, <laughs> to right. the KC area, which is interesting. Yeah. Me. 
So just like my roots were Chicago when I was young, yeah. and somehow that became a part of my story again. Um, my kids' oh. roots here, they were all born here, but you're right. For 16 years, they really grew up in Chicago. and But all of them chose schools, KU or K-State, back here, and we still have parents that live here, that, so they're grandparents. And, yeah, this is like had been a second home for them, and now three of the four of them are living around here besides my son Kyle who lives in San Francisco. So yeah, that's that, fun. That doesn't suck either. Yeah, he's having a great time. <laughs> um, I want to shift this real quick to – the concept of in the way the people that maybe don't aren't familiar with young life as much yeah um every summer there's kind of this like you know peak hmm. um episode you know th- this like climactic scene of the movie mm-hmm. called camp yeah um and canacook does a nice job with camp and other you know fca like there's lots of other organizations spiritual or not that that have wonderful camping experiences but um i i want to hear your perspective on the philosophy and kind of the psychology and the and the the foundational root level organizationally of 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 why you approach camp in the way you do um and then what that does for the momentum of the rest of the the, the, of the year, really, yeah. like in terms of the, the the depth of relationship. I can give my own experience as we go through, but yeah. um, I think that's such a lovely and unique way you guys approach your organization and, and your your mission. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on camp. Sure. Yeah, you're right. That's a that is kind of a pinnacle of of the annual experience mm-hmm. of of somebody mm-hmm. being involved in young life. Um, and if you you think about philosophy or methodology, you know, our founder years ago felt like this would be, uh, and it, he didn't make this up. I mean, mm-hmm. people had been doing camps, but he, he felt like we want to create this beautiful experience, um, for kids, uh, in many different ways. So it was, there was always an element of adventure. You know, some of our camps are on the side of a mountain or on the water or things like that. So there's, there was an element of beauty. There's an element of getting away from uh, the regular life that we live back in our community where we just sort of need to step outside and be able to rethink life a little bit. That was really important. Um, There's also a certain level of excellence or, um, I mean, all of our camps are just beautiful places and, and, and that's purposeful. And we want it to, we feel like we're sharing the most, amazing and beautiful message with them over the course of the week we want to create this beautiful environment that they get to experience it in as well that's just uh the path that we chose to go on as far as our um approach to how we do camping and um there's so many elements there one more i'll tell you is is or just remind you of is uh one of the beauties of of what we do when i was your young life leader at Oak Park High School, I would see you. I was in your community. Um, so we didn't um, say, hey, Justin, go to camp. Um, tell us how it was when you get back. I went to camp with you. So that, you know, all of the leaders that have been walking with you all year long go and have that experience right. with you. And so we learned some great things together while we're there. We come home. We continue to unpack those. You are, are learning how to develop some spiritual roots in your life based on some things that you learn so so that's a real mm-hmm. special part about and pretty central for us too about leader centered camping that we we went with you we came back with you we're still walking with you mm-hmm. that's smart i'm thinking even you know my own experience was like this shaved head punk kid 
um, going to the mountains of Colorado. And, and I, I kind of resisted it, frankly. I was like, dude, quit bugging me about camp. Like, I don't, I don't have the money. Like, I got to do the, you know, that we, we're, I'm playing baseball. Don't you know how important baseball That's so is? so important. <laughs> yeah. And it was. Uh, you, you were good. Well, I mean, <laughs> th- thank you. Yeah. You can t- talk more about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but, but when, you know, after my sophomore year, and frankly, like, things were, were pretty rough at home. I didn't let tons of people know know that yeah. you knew it yeah and you're again the showing up piece of the the consistent relationship you know you you, you if I think about a sales journey right like mm. kind of was what was happening like it was you you eventually got to the point where you were honest with me enough to say like, hey dude you need to go yeah and uh, you're you are going right it was almost this declarative <laughs> like how do I say no yeah um and, and and I'll never forget this the rest of my life I'm you know, at, 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 at Frontier Ranch in Colorado, um, there, one of the nights, you know, you, 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 you hear this really like deep moving conversation talk. Right. Um, and then they send you out into like literally into the wilderness and all the (laughs) camp lights are off. And you just, I don't, is it 10 minutes, 15 minutes? I can't remember. It used remember. to be 20. We don't okay. think kids can handle 20 anymore. <laughs> so it's down to about 15 about of three. silence. Yeah. yeah. So, but you, you go out in the, into the, into the dark and into yeah. the silence. And I'm sitting on this like pool deck chair. It wasn't at the pool, but it's in this like lounge chair type thing. Um, staring into the, to the stars. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I belong. I mean, it was just this feeling of, okay, I matter. I've like, I, you know, in, in the biggest like cosmic and universal and, uh, and deep spiritual sense, like my life matters, my story matters, my heart matters. Um, and, and, and I love how you said that. Cause then we, you, you were with me in that experience and in that journey, it wasn't the thing I went to and then came back and told somebody about, like yeah. you guys were, you, you were there. And I, I just, I, I think it's powerful, man. Super yeah. powerful. Yeah. We, I mean, you, Again, some of the adventure and the beauty of the mm. place we were at for you, for us to all sit up and look at the stars. I mean, it's it just gives you that sense of creation. Like there is something earlier mm-hmm. when I said you want to connect to something bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think those are moments when you go, hmm, <laughs> yeah, this is one of those moments, and and I matter. And I think, and and it's not just because I've discovered that about myself. I think I think God cares about yeah, me. That's right. You know, yeah. and. Uh, and I want to explore that further. Yeah, that's right. And it's it's interesting to think through, like, um, you know, I'm processing in my own real lifetime, like in 40-year-old guy time, not 14. Yeah. Um, how you use, you use this word distraction, mm-hmm. but how easily distracting life is today, yeah. right? Like we got work and things and devices and responsibilities and bills and, um, and, and the simple, like, you know, I've been scribbling some words as we've been talking, but the simple beauty, like to to pause and put the stupid phone down, or close the laptop and like see something beautiful, as as easy as you know a flower on the street, in a, yeah. or like actual get away and get to nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think it's wonderful how you guys have have built that rhythm into the fabric of everything you guys do, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, you know it's not something again that we made up, but it's just, it's, it's really valuable for all of us to get some perspective. Um, at, uh, you know, at, at our church, you know, recently we're talking through, you know, experience doesn't really 
teach you anything necessarily. Experience with reflection mm. teaches you a lot. It can. So, mm. so that I guess I'm connecting that to the reflection piece. We're stepping outside or stepping back. We're reflecting a little bit, creating some space for us to grow, develop, you know, change. Yeah, that's great. Um, it, it related to the to the camp piece, <coughs> um, you, you mentioned excellence. You know, I think there's probably this perception at times of like, oh, nonprofit organizations, like it's just kind of bootstrapped or yeah. willy nilly or whatever. How do you, how do you, and this is more kind of like leader, leader of staff, Brett, not leader of kids, Brett. Yeah. Um, how do you encourage excellence? Like, what does that look like in terms of like staff yeah. development, accountability, vision? Like, how do you build some of the culture of excellence into what you guys do? Yeah. Well, yeah, that I think it's really important, and I guess excellence probably uh, expresses itself in every different industry in its own way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it starts with just, I mean, it's one of our values, um, not only in, in, in Young Life as a whole, but specifically in the territory that I supervise, it's one of our five values as a commitment to excellence. So we talk about that over mm-hmm. and over, like, what does that mean for us? Um, you know, a commitment to excellence excellence right now in everything we've been talking about today in relationships and leaders showing up in kids lives in a pandemic what does excellence Mm. look like when you can't even Mm. do that you know how do you have a uh you know a virtual connection a virtual relationship with kids is it is it all zoom calls is it you know going out for coffee so we we try to find those and encourage those wins and what excellence means right now and um it's it's challenging, you know. When you again, when you're built on uh, everything's about relationships, and you can't do that, um, so we we talk about that all the time of what excellence might mean and expresses itself, you know, in different ways. Yeah, I'm curious. You you mentioned five values. What are what are some of the values that guide your 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 mission, yeah. your organization? Yeah. Well, from a spiritual perspective, uh, there's a few that are are anchors for us. We want to center ourselves around Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We want to be founded on prayer. Uh, those things really um, are formational, foundational. And then there is a uh, commitment to excellence. Mm-hmm. Servant leadership mm-hmm. is another one. Good. And then another one is we call a reflection of the kingdom of God. So mm-hmm. we, we want our team, we want our, our ministry to be a picture mm-hmm. of all of God's kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, a reflection of, of everyone. So those are five values for us. I love it, man. Yeah. That's great. Um, back to the your, your piece on excellence made me think of the the development and the care and the attention communication, but the the ways you communicate. And I'm, I'm specifically thinking of the intentionality behind. And I don't know if you still call it this, but it, back in the day, it was called program. So mm-hmm. when you're at camp, you've got this. Um, story really that starts from like the second kids get off the bus to this you know if you looked at the at a story of the week yeah it's like you know intro scene and and exit scene and then it is there's this beautiful story woven through the week that that all has like very specific intentionality yeah so my 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 two questions and um again answer them however you want but one is like what's the purpose of humor Mm-hmm. in in the week because you are you you are maybe the world's like most f- hilarious sarcastic guy that i remember <laughs> right 
That's you remember good. what a that pla- sounds good and bad to <laughs> me. <laughs> you know what a plateau is in French? I don't either. Keep moving. Which is a story we could tell if you want. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> um, the so so what's the purpose of humor? And then second, uh, you know, from a and and you know me, I'm I'm a I'm a dummy for words. Like I love the the written word. Like mm-hmm. you guys write speeches, talks, like yeah. you know, um, communication is very critical in your world. So like. What's the purpose of humor, and then yeah. how how do you and your team, you know, from a speaking standpoint, prep messages? Yeah. Well, it's funny that that we do value humor. You yeah. know, that might sound might sound silly, but uh, we feel like it's it's a pretty um, genuine part of, of who we are, and we feel like it's it's fun to laugh. So, I mean, honestly, the value of humor in in what we do and it, and it comes out in different ways is really to help break down walls. You know, we, we say that a lot, you know, with, mm-hmm. with kids when we're, we're experiencing things together and we're laughing together or, and sometimes we're laughing at ourselves uh, that just breaks down some walls. Kids come totally. to um, into friendships with us or uh, into settings that we're creating with a lot of walls built up and it might be because of things that they've got going on in their life. And sometimes humor um, and genuine relationships just helps to break down walls. Uh, mm. It helps us to get to, like you said, what's under the surface um, at times. So mm. that's a that's a simple word about humor. Um, the some of the message you know that we're sharing with kids, uh, the the themes are really just a redemptive message. You know, we talk about. Uh, and, and it comes out in different ways in story, from maybe different from the speaker who, who's communicating a message um, at a group meeting or uh, different in the, the funny stuff that we're doing. But it's always a redemptive message. It's, it's um, sharing that you know, in some way that there's someone mm-hmm. who loves us, that there's some barriers to that really being a connection. Um, and there's always some some way that we're trying to help create this redemptive story that we want you to reconnect uh, with what God had always intended for you. And that's to know him. So that's awesome, man. I love it. Um, man, it's just, yeah, it's powerful. And you guys have, have been so, so life giving and life transforming in so many lives. Clearly the, the where my mind is going here is like, <clears throat> I want to shift to, you know, you're coming up on 30 years of marriage. Mm-hmm. And not to be too too Debbie Downer here, but, like, you were with me through, again, kind of the relational tapestry wasn't maybe as, as tight and as close-knit. Um, but when, when stuff was challenging for my own life a few years mm-hmm. back, um, there was a handful, there were, <clears throat> excuse me, there were a handful of folks that I knew instantly that relational tapestry could be next door and and literally like around the corner you and i spent uh several hours together um me kind of like in in lots of ways telling you some stuff that uh, was really hard and challenging and tricky and and scary and and ugly even you know um and so you know as you i I think the uh, back to these seasons right like as you are now empty nester 30 years like mm-hmm. you just have a perspective that is really wonderful as you've walked with people like me when stuff gets really hard and messy and, and you know the the shine of like 
camp from your high school days is is in the rearview mirror, right? Yeah. When the when the life hits the road and stuff gets really bumpy, um, what are some of the things you grab onto as you're talking with that through folks or talking to folks about that or just the your own journey of and how thirty years? Like, are you kidding <laughs> me? Um, so I'm I'm just curious, like how you've you've talked so wonderfully about like relationships or everything and, and yeah. the depth of that like when when the stuff you know rubber hits the road and it's really tricky yeah. how do you help folks navigate some of those those journeys well of course every journey or story is going to be different but um you know one of the greatest things the most fun things about my life and, and ministry and and having done that for a long time is that you and I weren't just friends when you were in high school. We're still friends. We still have a connection. Um, and, you know, I was taught early on to meet anybody like you're going to know them for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't happen for every single person we come across. Um, but, man, it's cool when, when mm-hmm. it does, and you and I have that. Mm-hmm. And so whether it was you and I connecting a few years ago when things were tough or somebody else, um, what is the... Main, what, what honestly what did I want I, w- I wanted to listen to you I wanted and I wanted you to know that I love you mm-hmm. and and I do and and you were going through some tough stuff and I wanted you to know that God loves you and so those are simple things that I'm trying to um, communicate back to you and then maybe we'll get into the weeds on certain things that might be going on as you're walking with somebody uh, but that's what I want I want to know that for myself I want you to know that uh, and others to know that that kind of gets us back t- to the core mm-hmm. and then maybe we work out some of the details of whatever the you know challenge of the day might be yeah that's so. awesome what are some of your own you know practices that you and robin have built into your rhythm of of relationship like and or your kids like I, yeah. you know pers- beyond work and um Young Life, Brett. Yeah. What are some personal, you know, ropes you've held dearly? Yeah. <laughs> clung to tightly. Yeah. Throughout these decades. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all learn through a ton of failure too, right? So I think, you know, when you think of a professional perspective, no matter what your industry, uh, you've got to have some some healthy boundaries, you know. And there were there were times and years that I didn't have so many healthy boundaries I would just so learning over I know that story yeah <laughs> right and so hopefully we're we learn from our mistakes uh, of what it means to to you know bring those things in and make the mm-hmm. most things most important and, and time you know for spouses and and family and kids and um, and so I, I've learned those things you know through success and failure over the years and um I think uh, this is, I guess, part of that. Um, we're pretty big on our our vacation time, our mm. time off. Mm. Um, we take that seriously, and um, thankfully we just always have. So when things get busy and we still uh, make time mm. for experiences and memories and vacation, and um, when when some of the folks that uh, I work with tell me, yeah, I'm just so busy, man. I don't even I don't even take my vacation. I just tell them that doesn't impress me. <laughs> it does not impress me. In fact, uh, it would more impress me, or I would be more 
proud of you and, and um, just encouraging to you if you told me, yeah, I took every vacation day I had this year and created some great memories and experiences. So um, those that that's another anchor for Smart. us, you know. Um, yeah, just th- those are two that come right off. Those are good, that, man. You know? Those are good. Yeah, I'm not impressed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, it's, it's kind of, you know, that's me speaking directly. Okay. Like, hey, yeah, right. that hey, doesn't bro. impress me. Yeah. Yeah. So change your story, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, speaking of story, uh, 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 wow, what a what a uh, heavy transition here because I, I know it was, like, really brutal. Um, you guys moved back from Chicago, mm-hmm. and then not too soon after that, the world freaking shuts down. Yeah. And we all go through what we went through, right, and are still going through to some extent. Yeah. Um, you had a very personal, um, hard journey through yeah. – through that, would you mind sharing some of that? Is it, yeah, I'll put you on the spot here, maybe. Yeah, that's you no, know, that's good. I mean, there's so much I could share. I'll, I'll share a few things. Um, yeah, I mean, we're all trying to figure out how to roll through mm. a pandemic. We don't know what that looks like. Um, it changes everybody's world, and um, you know, let's take it back from March of 2020 and, and take it through August of 2020 for that five six months or so. For me, personally, it was something I was trying to navigate. It was sort of getting annoyed by, you know, and, and I can't do my job the way I want to do my job. I'm, you know, constantly changing, things that we all dealt with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I then it then it hit me. Then I got COVID. And, and there's, you know, I want to say that there's people that are listening, that there's all kinds of stories and trauma and tragedy that people have um, dealt with through this. So people have a range of stories and some that are are way worse than mine. Mm. Um, But it hit me hard. And um, it was, I thought when I first got it in late August, okay, I've got it. So I hope this kind of passes quick and I can move on. And uh, my quick story would be, I, I spent a week dealing with, you know, high fevers and sort of kind of uh having a hard time breathing and and then a week into that uh robin said we need to take you to the hospital and so we went to the hospital and they said um we'll check you out you know because i think at that time they were saying we'll take the bad the folks who really need to be here and we might send you home and they did a quick scan of my lungs and um and took my blood and they're like oh yeah we're checking you in oh got double pneumonia and you've I uh, got some critically low white blood cells and some other things. And so that freaked me out. And, and so I had spent two weeks in the hospital, um, really the scariest time of my life. Um, every day looking the doctors in the eye saying, am I going to get out of here? And most of those two weeks, they would look back and say, we're doing everything we can, oh. <laughs> which is not the answer oh. that I wanted to hear. Um, mm. and so there's a lot that I could unpack, but, um, mm. it was really scary. It was, um, really hard. Uh, you know, Robin and I are still working through some of the, the difficulties and trauma of that. Thankfully I'm, I'm better and I'm healing and, mm. um, but yeah, that I, I wasn't, um, a person that had preexisting conditions. I wasn't a person who was maybe unhealthy or things that was mm. would have contributed to a bad experience, but I had a really bad one. So, but I'm here and mm. I'm moving on from that. Um, 
but yeah, it got really personal. Man, I appreciate you sharing. I, I, um, I didn't know that, that you went through that and we talked, you know, maybe a month or two after you had gotten out, um, like you do, you kept showing up and you, you called me like, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you, you shared that story and I was like, dude, you've got to be kidding me. Like yeah. Brett Herzma had that? like, it, it, it was, a uh, you know, we all had them. Like you said, we've all had these, these personal connections to it. Yeah. Um, and for you, that was, I mean, for me that you going through that was, was one. And I just, um, I can't even imagine how, obviously what you went through, but, but Robin, yeah. Not being able, I, I don't think, right? She couldn't, like, go in. I mean, all yeah. of, we have a client who her husband, similar story. Yeah. Super active dude, fit guy, like, healthy, you know, all that. Yeah. A um, couple, you know, two, three weeks in the hospital. She's like, I, yeah, I'm FaceTiming him or whatever. Yeah. But, like, it's it, it felt so disconnected and yeah. so helpless. I think the one of the biggest um, mental images that I've tried to create for people and really one of the scariest moments of all of it was – Robin and I drive up to the door of the emergency room and I'm getting out of the car. She can't come in with me. Neither of us are saying, we're saying goodbye, but we're not saying, I hope I see you again. Oh and I mean, so I walk through the, the glass doors and I'm checking in at the hospital. I can still see her car through the windows and then they, they kind of do the paperwork and move me along. And this is where I'm now going out of her sight once again, I'm waving through the window, and that was a terrifying moment. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're parting, and I don't know what's going to happen from here. So, yeah, that's one mental image that just a, a lot of people have had those that have been through COVID, like my story. But, mm-hmm. boy, that was a hard one. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good night, man. Thank you for sharing. Um, yeah. I, I think it, yeah, uh, it's just incredibly terrifying to use your word that yeah. is incredibly terrifying um we're gonna we're gonna round you know round third here to use a cubs analogy um the last my last concept i'd love to hear your thoughts on young life um has at least i think has has started and the enneagram is kind of trendy buzzy where yeah. well, like our, our staff like non you know non-spiritual um for-profit company we yeah. have, we have spiritual components of all of us for of course sure. but like um we use that language we take you know we have that conversation about even new hires like what yeah. know, they do an assessment the whole thing it's been an amazingly helpful journey for us just to understand different perspective it's really hard for me to get out of my own damn perspective and get into <laughs> someone else's right yeah um and so to have some of these common languages I, getting to the question you guys have done kind of started to integrate some of that into your own staff development. I mean, I'm thinking of Luke Neal as I talk about this. Like he talked about that's been a big piece of it. So A, you know, what's your own Enneagram journey been? Mm -hmm. And then B, like how how has that, you know, language been helpful in the organization side of, of Young Life? Yeah. Well, it's something that we have done a lot of, and mm-hmm. mostly in different pockets. It's not necessarily um, woven into our early staff training, but it just does pop mm-hmm. up regionally mm-hmm. in different training times, and mm-hmm. so we've had different people. So I, I've, I've, I'm a novice, but have mm-hmm. some people that are experts that have mm-hmm. you know helped me 
Uh, I'm a three, mm. you know, mm. and uh, and that is and 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 so the, the part of the thing I think that's so helpful in it is just the self awareness and the self discovery. Yeah. yeah. So you're learning some of the uh, beauties of how God made you and in, in, in this sort of a way. And and again, a, as you know, going through this, that that for me to say I'm a three is the beginning of right. my own journey, that's right? right? That's me being able to say, okay, here's some natural things that just happened in my world or the way that I see the world. Now, how do I live as a healthy expression of that person and not uh, living into more of a false self or mm-hmm. so... So yeah, I'm I'm learning all about that, and um, and that's you know some of that's wonderful, and some of it's like ugh, that's the shadow side. I don't, Wait a second, I don't really want to look at that. So yeah, but it's been it's been good. You know, those are just great parts of our own self discovery, mm. self awareness. Mm. That's yeah. awesome, man. I love it. Thanks for sharing. Um, okay, man, um, we're out of out of time for this conversation, unfortunately, and you got to get back to to all the things you've got to go do. Yeah. Um, but as you know, we kind of end the same the same way every show. Yeah. Okay, so I can't wait to hear your answers. Um, so number one, here we go, round and round, coming towards home here. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the last book that you read or listened to, or an influential one? Yeah, I've been reading so much lately, um, in just again my own journey of um, looking at diversity and privilege and things like that. And so I've been reading a lot of books mm. um, in that whole realm, um, which are really formational and teaching and uh, just so much of a learning posture. Um, so I've recently read a book on on bias. Mm. And uh, so un- unpacking a lot of what I have to learn in that um, space, and that's so important in my life and in our world. And that's right. Um, I'm navigating a lot of that. I just bought um, a book called The Soul of Baseball that I'm read. Of course I'm, you I'm did. excited <laughs> to. It's kind of Buck O'Neill's journey. Oh. And um, so I'm really excited to read that. I was just at the Negro Leagues Hall of Fame or awesome. at the museum downtown yeah. and um, saw that book and I thought, oh, I want to read that. That's, that's connecting some of my passions. So that's a book. That's yeah. awesome. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Young Life is the world, the original world of like, amazing t-shirts now like the, you know you were trendsetters in the in the late 90s and now t-shirts are you know obviously a, a thing um they've always been a thing of course but what's your favorite t-shirt what's your go-to you know saturday morning like what's the t-shirt that you yeah couldn't live without yeah you're right unfortunately well fortunately unfortunately i've got um you know 50 t-shirts <laughs> in my closet that probably all say young life on them or well-branded, uh, you know, for better or for worse. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if I have one favorite, but it's something that uh, says Young Life on it. And uh, Or I've got way too many quarter-zip, you know, pullovers. My yep. kids make fun of me for that. And <laughs> most of them say Young Life because they came from some event or something where we gave it as a gift. So, yeah, I've got, I've got, I probably need to clean out my closet and give some of it away. <laughs> well, I mean, back in the day, it was, and I'm, I'm sure it's still a thing, but you yeah. used to, you'd have a camp, you know, high school t-shirt. Yeah. And then you'd trade with like other, because that was, the, yeah. that was part of the cool part about camp. It's yeah. like, oh, these dudes are from Michigan and these people yeah. are from Texas. And, you know, it was just super yeah. fun. I probably still have a t-shirt that's at least 20 years old. Awesome. You know, or more. So, yeah. 
or more is, is or my, more. my generation, bro. <laughs> yes. um, cool. What would you do right now if you weren't afraid? Yeah, I, I think I knew you were going to ask some form of that question, and I purposefully didn't like try to script <laughs> an answer. I still don't know what I'm about mm. to say. Mm. Um, because that is, you t- tie it back to the Enneagram, at least in some of the expression of a three for me, um, part of the thing that I can be afraid of is failure. You know, so um, mm. I think that um, you know, sometimes I, I really gauge moving into something new to wonder, am I, can I succeed at this? I don't want to fail at this. So um, I'll, I'll turn it into something fun. I, I'm, I've told a few people I still have this um, life goal of being the lead singer of a yacht rock band. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. So, <laughs> some just some groovy seventies kind of got music. It, got it. Got it. Got it. Um, and so that would be. Uh, I wasn't afraid. I'd just just go do that. I mean, so, you should. Well, why wouldn't you? Uh, just need the opportunity. <laughs> the seven says like, why not? Let's yeah, go, yeah. Let's you're go. the seven. Come on, let's create one right now. But yeah. What are you doing tonight? Like, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> um, that's amazing. You you are a wonderful singer, by the way. So that I can see that happening. Um, my gosh, what's Robin on the enneagram? She's a two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, you can't, you're not supposed to type someone, but I yeah. can totally see that. I can totally yes. see that. Uh, she's such a wonderful, sweet lady. Okay. Yes. Um, number four, the favorite place on earth for Brett Herzma is. Yeah. Uh, I think of Italy when you say mm. that. I've been there a few times and I have uh, a, a lot of my own mm. heritage that is Italian that. Mm. I just love, and so going there to experience different parts of Italy was just, Robin and I have been there a couple times, and it's kind of magical for mm-hmm. me, so it's really great. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, impromptu number five, will Chubby Bunny or the Gallon <laughs> Challenge ever make, <laughs> make a return? These are all the Young Life lawyers. Yeah, all yes. the Young Life lawyers. Uh, Humor perfect. got, yeah, that's Dang all of a sudden not so funny anymore. It's amazing. You know? <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, in, in all seriousness, when it's all said and done, what do you want to be remembered for, bro? Yeah. Um, well, I'll just tell you what my life statement is. Uh, this is something that, that guides me. So I guess I don't, I mean, I don't wear this on a T-shirt or, or share it with <laughs> a bunch of people, but, but it does guide me. So I, I would hope people would say something to the, to the extent of, I want to to love God as His follower. I want to love my family as a role model, and I want to love other people as a reflection of Christ. So mm. I think about that every day, and I want to live my life like that. So I, I I would hope that when it's my kids or somebody I know uh, looks back, they would, in their own words, probably say something that that would be true. Mm. So it is true, man. It's mm. very true. It yeah. resonates deeply with me as you said those words, man. Yeah. For sure. Um, how can people follow your story? Can they? Like, what? Where would you uh, direct them if they're like, dude, this Brett Herzman guy? I got to figure out more about him. <laughs> they can. They can call you, and you can call <laughs> me and say, hey, you got to meet this person. Now, I I don't have like my own website or anything. I mean, Young Life does. If you want to learn about Young Life, um, but um, they could send me an email or connect back with you if they wanted to to get to know me. I love it, man. Yeah, thank you. As we close, man, I just want to tell. Um, you again publicly, like uh, I, I'm indebted to your relationship, mm-hmm. man. I, I'm, um, I'm better because of it. I'm 
the world's better because of you. Mm. And uh, it's just a, it's a privilege to hear, even for me, if one person or a million people listen to this, um, the, the benefit of just hearing more of your story, more depth, more nuance, more, um, more fear, more, more yeah. troubling spots, more like terrifying laying in a, in a hospital bed moments. And, and yeah. obviously the highs are, are wonderful too. So um, enjoy awesome. those, those, Baby's getting married, dude. I, yeah. I have in my mind like four little munchkins run, yeah. running around at Castaway, right? Yeah. Uh, it's hard to believe they're getting married and yeah, doing the thing. Getting married. At least two of them are. It's going to be great. And your kids are going to be there someday before dude, you bro. know it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, We're not far away. We're yeah. not far away. Well, this so. has been so awesome. You're, you're the best. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming, man. Yeah. As always, thank you for listening. Your attention is super valuable, so thank you for giving it to us. If you're a fan of the show, please go rate and review us wherever you're listening to this. I would really appreciate it. Until next time, when we get to share another great conversation with you, have a great week and let your life tell a meaningful story.